Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So something I think comes up in almost every question box that I leave on Instagram is always this question. Why do I get pain when I lay on my back? And when I'm laying flat on my back specifically. So why is this pain happening, Mm. right? And so we wanna kind of help dig through this with you, give potentials, obviously we can't say exactly unless we were seeing you in person. However, we can say, okay, here's what could be happening and here's what you could do about it. Kind of like you just alluded to, getting low back pain when you're laying down can come from so many different things. But if this is a pain specifically that pops up just when you lay down and you're laying flat, then we can kind of narrow it narrow it down a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and often it will tend to have to do with our chronic behaviors and positioning throughout the day and how yeah. we kind of walk and sit and move through our day that suddenly, you know, we feel safe in those positions. And suddenly when we're laying on our back, you know, we kind of get thrown all, all out of whack or we're in a position or an environment that our body doesn't feel safe or supported in. And, you know, I think the first thing that we just want to touch on, of course, is especially if this is a pain that you just feel when you're laying down, it doesn't necessarily mean damage. It doesn't necessarily mean anything is broken, out of place, herniated, bulging, or whatever. Especially if this pain just comes up when you lay down, it might just have to do with more of a neurological patterning that we have from our everyday life. I think that's really, really important to note and remember, like pain doesn't equal damage. It just equals an increased sensation and, and sensitivity in that particular movement. And in particular for this one, it's laying flat on your back. So we can talk about, okay, what are those different positions that could be you know, potentially leading to why I get this. And one of them that I think about, you know, is someone who might stand with what we call an anterior pelvic tilt. So when those hip bones kind of go forward into your thighs or your low back kind of wants to turn on, when we tip those hip bones forward, that's an anterior pelvic tilt, right? So if you know that you are someone who kind of, you your normal posture, maybe you get hyperextended knees, you stand in an anterior pelvic tilt, you kind of get a little bit more of that booty lift, <laughs> that, that Instagram pose, right? But you, it's kind of your normal to stand in it, to walk in it, Well, if that's your normal positioning just through life, that's where your body kind of knows and feels, like Dom says, safe. When you go and lay on your back, your body might want to go into that position because that's, again, where it knows and it feels comfortable and safe. However, if we're laying on our back trying to relax, but your body is now, oh no, I need to be in this anterior pelvic tilt. I need to, you know, kind of turn on my back. Well, then it's hard to get your back to relax. So it's kind of this fighting battle of I'm trying to relax, but I also need to be in this position where I feel safe. So it it turns on that back, which could increase that tension, pressure, sensation that we have in the low back. Yeah. And I think kind of that same pattern when when we go to sitting. So when we sit and our hips flex, Mm -hmm. you know, our our pelvis, it it tends to be a little harder to be in an anterior pelvic tilt, but that's where we might be more tucked under or we might be in more of a neutral or posterior pelvic tilt position. And if we sit for a long period of time throughout the day, working, whether it's at a desk job or if we're in school or or whatever it might be, then our body kind of gets used to that. Okay, in order to be in a posterior pelvic tilt, 
where my low back muscles are going to be a little more relaxed or in a neutral pelvic position, my hips need to be flexed. Mm. Then when we go lay in the bed and lay our legs flat, then it's just like, oh, now it's, it might want to pop you into more of that anterior pelvic tilt because again, we're, we're associating posterior pelvic tilt with more hip flexion. And this is where some people might say, oh yeah, it's just because you have tight hip flexors. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you, your, your hip flexors might be in a more shortened position to find that stability, mm-hmm. to find that safety. And when we're sitting, our hips are flexed and it's more natural that they're in a shortened position. Our hips are flexed. So then when we lay flat, we might tip into that anterior pelvic tilt because we don't, again, know how to relax as much into that posterior tilt or that neutral position with our legs flat and straight. Yeah. And I think also then let's look at like, I mean, I guess this kind of goes back to my first point. If you naturally kind of have more lordosis in your back, um, which you actually tend to have a lot more lordosis in your back. But what you also tend to have a lot in your body is tension. I mean, if you are in more of that anterior tilt, and again, this doesn't have to be associated with anterior tilt, but you do have a little bit more low doses. So a little bit more of that curve in your back. Um, A lot of times, or some, I won't say a lot of times, sometimes that can lead to increased pressure, especially if I tip my hip bones forward. Sometimes what happens is my rib cage comes up and it flares out, right? Also kind of what I do. So if you were to just, if you're listening, flare your rib cage out and take a breath in, where's that breath usually coming from? Our chest, right? Which makes us more of that sympathetic breather where we're, we're putting a lot of tension and stress up into our, our chest. So we don't usually have the capacity to even find relaxation within our body. Mm-hmm. And this is something like baseline that I work with on with all of my clients, like no one knows how to relax in their body. I like take their arm and I'm like, okay, relax for me. And they're like, I am. And I'm like, but if I let go, your arm is still floating. So that means you're not fully relaxed in your body. And a lot of people, we don't know, but we hold this underlying tension. Absolutely. And so it's, it's a matter of starting to break these patterns. And it's a matter of starting to find that relaxation when we lay down in bed and not associate it with, oh, I need to be in this supported position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's always a discussion to be had about mattresses. And if your mattress is, you know, supporting your body in the way it feels like it needs to be supported, you know, you and I like slightly different mattresses. Mm-hmm. We've ended up landing on one that we both love and sleep well on. Um, but again, how can we get into that laying flat position and get the back to feel like it can relax down? And I think one place that we always go is, is first, okay, how do we downregulate? You mentioned if you're in an anterior tilt or if you're in a rib flared position and you try breathing in, we're likely breathing into our chest. Mm-hmm. So if we're laying flat on our back ready you know, to go to sleep and we have this, you know, a, a relative anterior tilt or a rib flare and we're still breathing into our chest, how can we kind of reverse that and get those ribs to come down to start doing some nice long breaths breathing in and out of our nose or in our nose and long exhales out of our mouth just to start to get ourselves back into diaphragmatic breathing, activating that parasympathetic or that rest and digest, the down regulatory system. I mean, that that can be one great place to start to find safety in a position that our body might, you know, be associating with lack of safety and, mm-hmm. and the need to be active in that low back um, to support. So doing some breath work right before bed great way to 
downregulate and get the system to just relax a bit. And I would add too, you know, if we are trying to find safety within our system laying down, well then it, like you alluded to, you know, having your legs in a more flexed position is where your body might feel safe because that's where you sit a lot of the day, right? So maybe it is starting with having your knees flexed or putting pillows, stacking pillows underneath I your legs. I often will just, still to this day, I, I don't always do it, but I'll put a pillow under my knees when I'm just like getting in bed to, to relax for yeah. exactly that reason. Exactly. So it's just going to help to downregulate the system. And then over time, you might notice, okay, when I start to get into this re- relaxation pattern where I'm, where is my breath coming from? Am I breathing from my rib cage? Can I slow my breath down? You might notice, oh, maybe I don't need three pillows stacked under. I can just do two and then one. And then you might be able to start to lengthen those legs out and reduce that that need to be in that flex position, but it, it could take time. And allowing that body to take the time progressively. You know, I mean, we talk about strength training progressively, but we don't really talk about relaxation progressively. Mm -hmm. And that might need to be a progression and that's okay. Yeah. And so another thing that you might be able to do more so throughout the day would be focusing on and bringing more awareness to that pelvic positioning. Mm, Awareness is everything. Right. (laughs) And so if we are, you know, our entire working or active part of our day, which can be upwards of 14, 16 hours or more, if we're always kind of in that same position, to Jen and I, that's not a good posture. We need yeah. to be dynamic with the next, the best positions, the next position, always keep your body moving. So what can we insert throughout our day that's going to help give us more pelvic awareness mm. so that if we are tending to be in more of a anterior pelvic tilt or when we're sitting, if we're always kind of in more of a posterior pelvic tilt, how can we start to introduce some seated pelvic tilts mm-hmm. when we're sitting at work? okay, can I, can I get into more of an anterior tilt and posterior tilt and, and bring some awareness back to that? Or same thing in standing, when you're in standing. Can I, can I posterior pelvic tilt, squeeze into those glutes and keep those rib cage down and then go back into that anterior pelvic tilt? It's not about finding one perfect position or mm-hmm. getting yourself into neutral. We've done podcasts on both posterior and anterior pelvic tilt. And very few people have a resting neutral pelvis. Mm -hmm. Most people land in one or the other, even if they're all asymptomatic. And so how can we just bring more awareness to the range of pelvic motion that we have? So incredibly important. And we can do this through different exercises as well. So even if we're not just, you know, kind of sitting and moving into different positions, but what would make my body go into more of a posterior pelvic tilt? We can think of bridges. So if I'm going to lay down and tuck my bottom under our hip thrust, that we need that good posterior pelvic tilt to get that full hip extension and get those glutes really powerful and, and working. So we're kind of staying out of our quads, right? So, um, finding positions that kind of put you into different pelvic positioning, I think is a great tool to kind of start to retrain that pelvic awareness. If we're talking about, you know, how do I retrain into anterior pelvic tilt? Well, even just starting to stand and stretch your hamstrings, starting to become aware of a good hip hinge. So going into deadlifts, not that we want to dump into anterior pelvic tilt, but we're going to be more in that anteriorly tilted position than we would in a posteriorly tilted hip thrust, you know, so starting to get this awareness in, in our body positioning and then squats, we actually want to be more neutral. So rather than sticking the booty out and, and arching the back and squats, how do I find more of that relationship between the two? 
And I think that's where we can pull in exercises throughout our day as well that really help to promote this this change in pattern, this awareness so that my body knows how to do both and it can hopefully start to relax in whatever position that may be when I go to lay on my back. Yeah, and if you normally spend a lot of time sitting and you don't get those hips into extended positions, okay, what can I do to stand up, get some hip extension, whether mm-hmm. that's a a standing hip flexor stretch mm-hmm. where you don't get into that massive lunge and yeah. stay in that anterior pelvic tilt. You do just a slight little lunge, squeeze through the butt to keep that t- tailbone tucked and then shift forward slightly to get some nice, good hip flexor stretch with that pelvis in a neutral or a posterior pelvic tilt. Cause then that's going to translate to the bed where, okay, mm-hmm. now our legs are flat and I feel more comfortable getting into that posterior pelvic tilt. Even if we combine the two where we're focusing on pelvic positioning and breathing, Mm. if you're laying down in bed and you're trying to get to the point where you don't need to have anything under your knees and you have your legs flat, how can I take a inhale into the rib cage and then as I exhale, try and tuck that tailbone under a little bit because then we're combining that relaxation breath, that parasympathetic breath with more awareness on our pelvic positioning. Yeah. And I think the last thing to kind of note too is when you start to really understand what this deep core kind of feels like and deep core meaning the relationship between my diaphragm, my pelvic floor, my transverse abdominis and my multifidi, which is like our really small back muscles. You know, when we start to find this relationship in our inner core, we start to find more balance between these extreme ranges of motion in our pelvis. And we help to really find where our own neutral position may be. Because I think a lot of times too, when people go to lay on your back, the assumption is that my back is going to be flat. That's not going to be the reality for every person. It's certainly not the reality for for you, Dom, like that you're going to have even during core exercises that you're going to have a, a back flat. And that's why I don't like the cue to push the back into the ground because it could disperse pressures in a way that we don't really want to. But <clears throat> that's when we understand how to really engage this true inner core will help to bring safety in whatever normal pelvic positioning your body, it tends to be in. So really when it comes down to, you know, we listed off a lot of different exercises. And if you're, if you want to get a visual representation of that, we have a YouTube highlight video mm-hmm. where you can come and kind of watch us as we talk about these things, um, have some B-roll where we're kind of demonstrating a lot of these exercises. But the main things are, how do we relax? How do we mm-hmm. calm those back muscles down? How do we become more aware of that pelvic positioning and finding that stability with the deep core muscles and core activation again, which can come through breath, which can, you know, both finding that pelvic awareness and breath work can really help finding that deep core activation as well. And knowing how to progress from where you're at now, if it's something you really struggle with, if you need to have some pillows under your legs, that's totally fine. You know, it's going to be a process to getting to be able to lay fully flat without having any back pain, especially if it's something you've been dealing with for a little while. Thanks everyone for tuning in for another PT Pearl. If you know of somebody who struggles to lay on their back or says, oh, I can't lay on my back because my back hurts, please pass this along to them. Also consider leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. And of course, we will see you next time on the Optimal Body Podcast.